from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host. Thank you for joining us, America. Open phones at 888-825-5225. This is the Ramsey Show. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. George Camel, Ramsey personality, host of the Fine Print on Ramsey Networks, is my co-host today as we take your questions about life and money. Again, 888-825-5225. Brian in Columbia, South Carolina, starting off this hour. Hey, Brian, what's up? Hey, Dave, how are you? Better than I deserve. How can we help? So um, recently I have uh, taken over the affairs um, of a senior citizen at our church who we affectionately call Grandpa and in looking over his finances, um, I've seen that he's been signed up for sometime in the past two whole life policies. So I know that you're against whole life and um, we were just talking about our options on what to do with it. And so if we cash out the whole life uh, to get rid of it, uh, between the two policies that he signed up for, he would get a return of $2,900, um, which is pennies on the dollars from what he's paid. My question is, um, they also offered us an option of him freezing the policy so he pays no more in it and he gets $2,200 upon his death if we choose to do that. Now, if we at first I just thought to cash it out. And if we do cash it out, because he's got a pending Medicaid application, which tends to take over their finances to help provide that long-term care, how do we secure this money in order to make sure that his final stages, just so it goes towards his final stages when he does pass? Uh, Medicaid won't take twenty nine hundred bucks. If it was two hundred ninety thousand, they would get into it, but they're not going to fool okay. with twenty nine hundred bucks. It's not. That's not going to mess him up on that. Yeah, I'd just get out of the okay. whole life business, and you know, I'd, I'd rather him have twenty nine hundred dollars in the bank than twenty two hundred dollars when he dies. Right. Because okay. he's got twenty nine hundred dollars when he dies. Right. Does so. he have any money? Okay. No, he just is on social, which is the basic twelve hundred a month. That's what he has currently. Yeah. And I'm sure there's some kind of a need he has around there then. Or at least a need yeah. for a little bit of an emer- baby emergency fund, which this can supply, right? Yes. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Mm. How uh, old is he? So, so what I just, he's 83. Okay. And the face of the policies, if he dies, is $2,200? Well, the policies are 10000 each. Oh, plus they, they can't, we do cash out to close it. No, I thought you said he got got 2,200 if he died. Well, the 2,200 is if we do a, they call it a reduced freeze. So he doesn't pay anything else, um, at all on the account for the policy. And then upon his death, he gets that 2,200 between those two policies on his death. In addition to the face value. No, he, it, no, because if we freeze it out, then he doesn't pay anything else. <laughs> this so makes he's no paid sense. for a $10,000 policy all these years, and these bozos say, hey, we're going to help you out because you're a good long-term customer. Instead of paying you 10000 at your death, we're going to pay you 2200 at your death, but you don't have to pay any more payments. How sweet. Right. How right. sweet. What yeah. crooks. Yes. As if the other other $7,800 on an 83-year-old won't pay the premiums. Right. What buttholes? And he's almost paid that $10,000 over the last three or four years he's been signed up. 
Uh, oh, easy, easy, yeah. easy. Yeah. yeah. Oh my That's God. Sad. What a how is this legal still? This is crazy. Uh, it's just. Yeah. Yeah, and act like they're doing you a favor. Well, we'll give you twenty two hundred bucks. Call it, call it good. You know, watch these guys when they're kissing you. They pee on your leg. Oh my God! It's unbelievable. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh man, that's unbelievable. All right, so yeah, you gotta uh, you gotta cash these things in, man. Get away from this company as okay. fast as you can. This is just ridiculous. Oh, jeez. Oh, Whole life policies, people. This is the companies that you're dealing with. This guy's paid in these policies. He's paid fifteen thousand dollars in these policies, and if you put that fifteen thousand dollars during that time in this ten thousand dollar policy that they're offering to help him with the twenty two hundred. He would have $100,000. He would have been better off with a cookie jar. If he put that in a mutual fund, he'd have $100,000. Easy. Easy. See, they ought to just have their butts kicked. And then walk around acting like... Dave Ramsey doesn't know anything about money. Well, it's because my calculator works. This is a math thing. Jeez, you people. fascinating that the biggest fans of whole life are the whole life salespeople. They're the only fans. That's how you know it's a scam. They're the only fans. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I can't breathe. All right, I got to move on. Melissa's with us in Jacksonville, Florida. Hey, Melissa, what's up? Hey, Dave. How are y'all? Great. How can we help? Um. So last July, my husband and our family moved for his job, and we bought a home. And then, unfortunately, in September, he lost that job. And so ever since then, he's been trying to find another job. Um, and it seems as though we're going to have to move again. Um, he's got a job offer. It's in Wisconsin this time. So what we're trying to figure out now is um, whether to sell or rent our home. We're going to get a home provided for us there when we move to Wisconsin. So we're not really sure what to do about our house. So we're a little leery of selling it. Just I'm not selling. I'm this. a little leery of you keeping it. Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't need a house in Jacksonville, Florida, if you're living in Wisconsin. Yeah, but it's like home around here. So Wisconsin. It's is like home, but it's not home. home. You're living in Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of work does he do that it took him from September to now to find a job in the hottest job market in the history of mankind? Well, he works in hotel management, and he has been working jobs, but he's doing a lot of traveling. So right now he's in Dallas. So it's been a lot of him being away from our family. So he's been doing, like, um, independent contract jobs. Yeah, do you guys so- want to go to Wisconsin? I want our family to be together again. Amen. So, Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you on that. So you're willing to live in Wisconsin to make that happen? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, so he's got a job as a big box manager again or what? Well, he wants to get away from hotels because it has been really crazy the last couple of years. Oh, I thought you said retail. COVID. <laughs> No, he's been in hotel management. So um, he's going to try something different. He's going to do campground management now. Okay. Um, Because that's what got offered to him. Exactly. Not because last (laughs) September he set out to be a campground manager. 
All right. I'm going to send you a copy of Ken Coleman's book, From Paycheck to Purpose. If you take the job in Wisconsin and you move, sell the house in Jacksonville. But I think he needs to look for a different job. I think he just took something because it was put in front of him, and they made him feel good. This is The Ramsey Show. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. You jump in. We'll talk about your life and your money. Candace is up next. Candace is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hey, Candace, how are you? Hi, Dave. I'm doing great. It's so such an honor to talk with you and George today. Thank you so much. You too. What's up? So we recently were surprised with a call um, after my uh, my husband's uncle passed away earlier this year. He had apparently put my husband down as a beneficiary beneficiary on a 401k he had at a job um, several years ago. It wasn't a job he had when he passed. So we um, inherited the 401k. It had about $50,000 in it at the time that the check was cut to my husband. So I don't, I've looked you know, talk to a few people. I know some of the rules change as far as an inherited 401k as to um, distributions and all that. I believe it's within the first 10 years. Everything needs to get withdrawn. Yep. Um, I don't know how that looks year to year. And so I'm just calling for your, your clarity on that and then advice when we take those distributions, what we should do with the money. Mm. Well, you have to take a 10th a year. You're correct. Okay. It's called the drain and 10 rule. And it passed uh, the SECURE Act. Uh, it was signed into law in December, took effect at the beginning of 2020, signed into law but right before COVID. How convenient. But, um, yeah, so you used to take an inherited IRA using the old RMD rules that required minimum distribution, but now it's a drain in 10. So you got okay. you got good information. you got to take out a tenth every year until it's gone. Uh, then the only question of what to do with it is wherever you are on the baby steps, right? Right. So where are you guys so, at currently? So we don't have any debt but our home, and we have about eighty-seven probably left on the mortgage. It's probably worth around two hundred. We have about. Um, so my husband's a police officer, so he has a defined uh, benefit plan. So we don't contribute to that. It's just a pension. Um, so we don't have a four hundred one k aside or any other you know investment aside from that pension as far as retirement. You should. You need to be up. putting fifteen percent of your income into retirement. Do you have an emergency fund of three to six months of expenses? We have about $3,000 in savings, okay. um, not including five and a half. Have you heard of our baby steps that we talk yes, about around here all the time? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. So okay. I think we need to get the emergency fund up. You have no debt except the house. So the next step would be fully funding that emergency fund at three to six months, which is probably somewhere ten to 15000 for you guys at least. All right. So we have forty. Already, I have forty thousand dollars. But mean, you said you had three thousand. You have an extra three in a different account. 
No, I'm sorry. We have $40,000 in a savings account. What was the 3000 you mentioned? I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to say 3000 if I said that. Oh, okay. I did hear that, didn't I? I, I heard okay. it, too. Okay. So, yeah, then we'd be investing 15%, and you could use part of this money to fully fund a Roth IRA if you're under the income limits. What's your household income? Uh, about $92,000 a year. Yeah, do a couple of Roth IRAs or your first thing. You ought to be doing okay. that out of your budget anyway. I'll just be sitting down doing a budget and putting 15% of your income into retirement. That's baby step four. Do you have children? We have four children, and we haven't, we haven't started anything with the college. And baby baby. step five is kids' college. And with anything okay. above the 15% going into retirement and above what you do to kids' college, you throw that at the house. So it sounds to me like a fourth or a tenth of 50000 is going to be 5000 That's going to help you get baby steps four and five going. Okay. That's what it sounds okay. like. I right? appreciate it. Yeah, you see how we're doing that? So you need to sit down with a SmartVestor Pro and start working on this and figuring out what you're going to move, where you're going to move it, what it's going to be invested in, and you know, get you get something started for the kids' college, even if it's 50 bucks a piece a month. Get a little something going so you, ha- so you start building the college muscle, and then you go ahead and make sure you're putting 15% of your income into retirement, and this $5,000 a year is going to just going to help you do those things. That's all. So, hey, good question. We appreciate you joining us. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Jacob is in North Dakota. Hi, Jacob. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, how are you guys? Better than we deserve. How can we help? Yeah, so my wife is currently in med school and we are cash flowing it right now. Um, I just have a question because my mom I was, I was very fortunate. Uh, I was put mostly through school through her 529, and she had some leftover money in it, and um, it was just in my name, but she was wondering if she kind of wants to withdraw it, and she's wondering if she can use it to pay for my wife's med school, and then we pay her back. I don't know, though, if that's allowed or, no. or how that works. I would not, I would not do the deal because I'm not paying her back. You don't want to be in debt to your mother. Well, we, we, could, we could pay her back, like, immediately. No. We, we, we have the money sitting, but I just don't know if it's legal, basically. Oh, wait a minute. You, she's going to give you $20,000, and you're going to give her $20,000? Yeah. How did this benefit you? It didn't. No, but it would, uh, so she would basically be withdrawing a 529 without paying the penalties. Yeah, without paying any taxes. Huh. Yeah. So it's just a favor to her. Yeah. Well, that's sweet. Um. Yeah. Uh, I. You're gonna have to check a tax advisor because of the nuances in the law. You can u- use a 529 now for anyone in your immediate family. I do not know if we can consider this immediate family or not. I don't know the answer. I'm sitting here also questioning whether I'm screwing with this or not, but how much money is this? About 30. Uh, so it's about 30. It is what she would be asking. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you have $30,000 in an account. She's going to write you a check for 30 out of the 529 to pay or pay, pay for school right. for 30, and then you're going to give her that money right back. And you're not going to be right. in debt. You're not yep. going to be in debt to her. Okay. No. It no, seems to, it seems like a tax efficient move. Um, 
she certainly can share it with her son. I don't know where the break point is. If her son is 60 and she's 80, can you do that? I don't know if there's a cutoff on the day, on the age. I'm not saying you're 60 and she's 80. I'm just saying these are grown people. These aren't traditional students. So, I, Yeah, I thought it was 30 somewhere, but I need to look look into that, yeah. the numbers on that. Start poking around there uh, while I'm – why, why weren't you poking around there while I was stammering? But anyway – <laughs> slow to the punch <laughs> but uh I, I the the truth is i just don't know the answer to your question jacob um and i i was gonna question whether or not it ought to be done but i don't hear any problems with the way whether it ought to be done I, w- I think i would do it if you can but you need to get uh she needs to get reassurance that she is not it's not illegal it's not a it's not a criminal thing it's just a matter of whether in the event of an audit would this be disallowed would this be considered uh, outside the law outside the tax law so it's just a tax question it's not really a, a criminal legal question um it's just uh is this an improper use of a 529 that would be disallowed in the event of an audit um and i don't know what the cutoff is i know you're allowed to share the new 529 rules a couple of years ago that came in uh, used to be siblings could share it, but now you you literally can use your kids' 529 for you to go to school if your kids don't use it. I mean, so it's anywhere in the family. It goes any direction back and forth. So I kind of think you can. That's I think when you dig into it, you're going to yeah. find that. Did you find anything? Well, I'm just seeing that uh, the earnings portion of any unspent funds after the beneficiary turns 30 are subject to 10% penalty. But that doesn't include if you change beneficiaries and what that would mean to the age limits. Yeah, so, so I jump on RamseySolutions.com. Sounds like if he, it sounds like if you're under thirty, because you definitely could share it with your wife. You might have to roll it. You might have to put it in a five twenty nine in your name from her name, in order for you to share it with your wife, because she's not blood kin to your wife. That might be the the, the catcher. Um, check check, check with, with your investment bro. broker and or a um, uh, you know a smart investor pro if you're working with one or uh, a tax pro. And you can get those at ELP for Tax Pro as well at Ramsey Solutions. I'm sorry, I just don't. That's a weird little corner of the world. I don't know the answer to that little nuanced thing. This is the Ramsey Show. of Ramsey Solutions. Tom and Kim are with us on the debt-free stage. Yay. T-shirts say living financially peaceful. I love it. Well done. Well done. All right. How much you paid off, guys? We paid off $128,565, and we did it in three years and two days. Way to go. Way to go. And your range of income in that three years and two days? When we started, we were at uh, about 138000 uh, by the end, 179. Cool. What do y'all do for a living? I'm an operations manager for a commercial distributor. Mm-hmm. And I'm an HR assistant manager for an auto part manufacturer. Excellent. Where do, and you guys live where? Plain, uh, Plainfield, Illinois. It's about an hour southwest of Chicago. Okay, cool. Cool. Well, welcome to Nashville. What kind of debt was the uh, 129000 Uh, You name it. 
<laughs> student loans, personal loans, um, some medical bills, two cars, credit cards, four hundred one k loan. Wow, you were kind of normal. We had it all. You were normal. Yeah, yeah. and normal sucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Way to go, guys. Okay, how long y'all been married? Eight years. Okay, so five years into marriage or so, yeah. you look up and you went, oh, crap, something's got to change. Tell me your story. How'd you get connected to Ramsey and what'd you do? Yeah, so it actually started about a year before mm-hmm. we actually really got on board. Mm-hmm. Um, we were, you know, going through just living normally. You know, if we could afford afford the payments, then we could afford something. Mm-hmm. Um, we had an excellent I love debt score, mm-hmm. you know, and we're real proud. Um, and we were just fighting all the time about money and you too? Um, yeah, yeah. Wow, i love it that's yeah. cool yeah we All came right. a long way so um I, I had i think we had probably our 500th money fight and um i had added my uh added the total money makeover to my christmas list mm-hmm. and then um tom ended up buying it for me so okay. you know there's our sign almost there. in spite yeah <laughs> yeah like, here right yes yeah yeah so, so he, what, wait a minute what were y'all fighting about what was the obviously there was a lot of stress there were a lot of it was was on Tom paying the bills and we weren't on the same page. We weren't communicating. We weren't doing it together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was. But he wasn't doing it right. I mean, what was the problem? <laughs> he didn't. I wanted to spend it and oh! he didn't want to spend it. So. Oh, OK. There's the fight. That's <laughs> yes. what I thought. OK. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're coming clean. The All tension right. builds. And so yeah. he did throw that total money makeover book at you and he, said, read this. He did. He yeah. did. And Which is so, a really not a good way to get you to read it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually, I did get on board and I read it oh. um, a couple months after after he got it for me for Christmas. Okay. I uh, was on maternity leave. I read it. Um, we decided, all right, let's do this. We got our envelopes. We got our budget. We paid off a couple of the small debts. All right. Um, and then we decided, you know what? Let's do a really uh, quick solution. Let's sell our house. Oh. Yeah. So we uh, we decided to sell our house. Uh, we listed our house that was, you know, we were not even ready to, to do this. Um, we got it ready. We went, um, Tom got a second job. Um, and in that same week, I went back to work from maternity leave. He got a second job and we um, put an offer in on a house and it was accepted. And we had no offers accepted on our house. We hadn't even listed it yet. And so there was so much anxiety and stress around the entire situation. So um, we were the opposite of peaceful. And we, um, so we were like, let's just get through this. And, um, you know, after just having my daughter, I was diagnosed with postpartum depression and anxiety, and that led to a lot of stress there. Um, So we, uh, we finished with the house, ended up, it worked out 10 out of 10. Do not recommend following our story, please. don't do what we did. So you did get um, it sold and you did buy the other one. We got it sold and we bought the other one. Okay. It, I don't know how, but it, it all came through. Um, but we go into this new house. We have, you know, no emergency fund. We're not, we're not ready at all. And about four days later, um, I went to the doctor for a lump. Four weeks later, I found out it was thyroid cancer. Oh, about four weeks my. after that, I had surgery. And, um, you know, about four weeks after that, I had uh um, you know, my, uh, treatment for the, the cancer. And so it was about four to five months of just kind of crazy, you know, doctor's appointments and, you know, whatever we did have on the side or expected to get from the house was now going to these medical expenses. 
Um, so we kind of slipped into a, a point where it was like, you know, why us and why me? And well, we let's get dinner because we deserve this, you know, or, you know, f- throwing out the cancer card or something. Sure. Um, so then about um, a few months after that, things kind of settled with that storm. And um, I started listening to the podcast after downloading it like three months before I finally listened to it. And I listened to it every day on my commute. Um, to and from work and I was like Tom we have to do this we have to get back on it and this time we have to do it together and so we um, we signed up for financial peace we went through that together he read the total money makeover so that we were on the same page Um, and it was just a different vibe going through it together and when we um, you know, we were in the middle of financial peace and I found out I had to have another surgery. Mm -hmm. And this time it wasn't panic. This time it was, okay, that's all right. We, we can do this. So we, um, it, it really just kind of changed our mindset when we were doing this together and we were doing that peacefully. Mm -hmm. How you doing now? Good. Yeah. I'm real good. Cancer in the rear view mirror. Yep. Yep. Cancer free. Yep. Cancer free. For how long? Um, it's been about two years since they were able to say like cancer free. Mm -hmm. Praise God. That's awesome. Yeah. That is so awesome. That's an important part of the story right there. Yeah. 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 We get to keep you around. That's what we want. That's that's first choice. (laughs) Worry about the debt stuff later. First, we got to keep you around. Right. Yeah. Good, good job. Wow. Wow. You're, you're a warrior. I mean, with all that stuff you went through and, and, and then and you're the one the whole time saying, keep at it. Yeah. I mean, you guys busted it and it sounds like this cancer was kind of the wake up call that got you guys on the same page and you went, this is scary and we want, if we can control anything, it's our money. Yep. Yeah. We can't control all of life circumstances, but we can get our butts in order when it comes to our finances. But this is real. Um, I mean, you went from really tense in every part of your life to relaxed yep. and mm-hmm. peaceful. That shirt has a whole, yep. a whole lot more meaning now. Yeah, living 100%. financially peaceful. Yeah. It sure does. What do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? Commitment. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Got to buy in. You got to stick to it. I guess in this case, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And being intentional and communicating, you know, um, even if you're kind of anxious about the conversation or something you want to buy, you know, mm-hmm. just talk with your partner mm-hmm. and just be, be communicating. How's it feel to be free? Oh, great. So free. I mean, you're cancer-free, debt-free. Amazing. So that's, that's like a two-for-two two right there. And yeah. probably fight-free. Has there been a lot of money fights since becoming debt-free? No. No. Wow. No. But the Eight. first but the first five years, lots of fights. Lots of them. Yes. All the time. Wow. So cool. Yeah. That's a transformation. Yeah, you were normal and now you're not. Be not conformed to this world. You don't want to be normal. But be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Well done, y'all. Thank well you. done. You're amazing. Yeah, Absolutely you. powerful. Thank All right. You. We got a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires for you. That's the next chapter in your story. You're definitely going to be that. And, of course, in addition to that, a total money makeover book and a, a one-year subscription to Financial Peace University with the brand-new classes. You want to go through it, you can, or you can give it to somebody since you guys have been through it. Let's bring the kiddos up. What are their names and ages? Aiden, who's six, and Emma, who's four. All right. And it says Financial Peace Baby on each T-shirt. I like it. Well done, guys. Oh, they're good looking. So I love it. That's <laughs> so fun. Well done. Well done. All right. It's Aiden and Emma and Kim and Tom from the Chicago area. 129000 paid off in three years and two days, making 138 to 179 Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. You ready? Three, two, 
one. We're, We're debt, debt free! free! <laughs> the, li- the littles have been practicing. I like it. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. A lot of drama. That one takes your breath away right there. Woo! Man, I love freedom. This is The Ramsey Show. Ramsey personality is my co-host. Alan is with us. Alan is in New Jersey, Newark, to be precise. Hi, Alan. How are you? How you doing, Ramsey? Um, just trying to put this all together, and I hope to see how we can best unpack this. Now, I have about me and my wife have about like nine hundred thousand in debt, but it's not all crazy debt. It's investment debt. So, just to uh, give you a runabout, um, just from what we make. Uh, my wife, she works at the, the port. She's a longshoreman, and she makes about 160. I work in the IT field and uh, the data field, and I make about 115. So let's put that there. I have a nice little nest egg of about 60 grand. That's put aside, and I'm 33. She's 32. We're married with four kids. That's under 10. So it's 10 and under. Yeah. So that's one thing. Um, about the, the debt portion, I have about 166000 in my primary home. I bought a house that I renovated, and, you know, I just renovated it as a two-family home. And that's probably, ARV is probably worth about 400 right now, and I don't have no debt on that. But, however, I had to take it out about 100000 to put into the property to, to renovate it. All right, so so you do have debt on it or you don't? I don't have that on that property. No, I don't have that on it. But but you got a hundred thousand unsecured, unsecured that's that right. you used oh, that's, on that property. Okay, correct. I got twenty right. in the line of well, it's less than a hundred, but it's like twenty in the line of credit. Yeah, and about you know fifty, like about fifty from your favorite place so far. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. yeah, I got I got that one, and then we bought another house, a four family, for about four for for half a million, but we got it down to like four fifty. We put some money into it. We put about forty into it. It's What's it worth today? Probably like six fifty. And what do you owe on it total? What I owe on it right now? Mm-hmm. Four fifty. Okay, so I got eight fifty. Okay, there it is. All right. And then we have about uh, my wife. She got a car, twenty three thousand in car, and about six thousand on credit cards. No student loans. We paid all that off. And yeah, okay. Why you, why are you calling us? How can we help? Um, now here's the thing: the my, my the property that doesn't have any debt on it, right? I need to pull money out that property to get rid of the interest rate on the debt that I took out to re, to, to renovate it. 
Right. Yeah, why are you so, calling us? To see... What do you want to do? How could you... What's the best way to structure it and to see what your recommendation is? Okay. Um, I started buying real estate when I was 22. By the time I was 26, I owned $4 million worth, and I had a mm-hmm. about a $3 million debt on it. So I had a million dollars worth of equity in the real estate, starting from nothing. Um, what you're doing sounds very stressful to me. It does not sound like there's any peace in your voice. <laughs> yeah, we try to figure it out. We try to structure everything. So yeah, I think you. I think you play the edges on everything, don't you? Uh, no, nah, not really. You know, yeah, I, my, my truck, yeah, you I do. I get a Chevy Tahoe that has 170,000 miles on it. I never went to a dealership to buy a car. So Dude, I don't you, you, you've moved the P three or four <laughs> times under the shell, still trying to hide it just in this conversation. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, man. Um, We're not in the debt restructuring business. We're in the debt payoff business. And it doesn't sound like you're at a point where you want to become completely debt-free or that you're willing to do what it takes to get there. Yeah, The the question you're asking and the the answers we're going to give are all around the same issue. The issue is, okay, you're 33. When you're 43, what moves are going to make you the best off? Okay? The best off financially and have the best quality of life with four little kids and both of you work in big uh, high-stress jobs. Uh, and everything. So I'm going to get rid of one of these properties and a whole bunch of not, if not all of this debt in the process, because I think that's going to add an amazing amount of peace to your life. A, you cut your, uh, number of tenants in half. B, you got rid of almost, if not all of your debt. So 400 and 166 pays off the, you get rid of everything, but the uh, debt on the rental. You're, you pay off your mortgage, your car, your credit cards, and the 100000 that's owed, and you sell the $400,000 property. That's probably what I'm going to do because that will take me – because the peace and the calm, steady movement rather than the flailing about will cause you to build more wealth over time. And you, you've, been, you've been just kind of pushing the edges on this. Maybe you don't realize you are, but it, it – um, and if you don't realize you are, that's even more of a problem. Because I, I know this guy because I was him. I mean, I, I, they something about the real estate business, they take the risk meter out of your heart and they put it on the table and hit it with a hammer and break it so you no longer can measure risk. And you don't you don't perceive that all of this is risk. You just see returns. You get a it's little starry It's just like, well, the renters are paying it off. No, they're not. The renters don't pay their bill half the time. you got a problem all the time with that. And so it, it's just an issue. So, no, I um, – you know, I'm going to move you backward, what feels like backward to you, but set you into a real calm place. Let, let's visit where you are at that point, okay? The, probably the 650 with the 450 loan is cash flowing. It's probably cash flowing a little, not a lot. But you got zero debt then, no house payment, no car payment, no $100,000 unsecured hanging out there at a high interest rate, and you only got a couple tenants, and you make $275,000 a year. And you're 33 years old. That's a much better place than where you are today, brother. To be That's a much more solid platform to launch into the future. We don't find, Alan, very many people in our millionaire study that borrowed their way into becoming millionaires using the system you're using or that I used when I went broke. Um, most people, the vast majority of millionaires, do not do that to become millionaires. And so 
that data is real. It's not a theory, and it's not a, well, what about the... There's no arguing with the actual data. Most people, Dave, especially young guys, they want to get into real estate investing. And our advice is to have a paid-for property for yourself first, then do all of your real estate investing in cash. To them, it sounds insane. Why do we say that? Because the shortest distance to wealth is always no debt. It's the shortest, fastest route. And it's not just I made that up. I mean, it's in the Bible, borrower, slave to the lender. Oh, also, all the data with the 10,000 millionaires that we've studied. Oh, also, if you just walk around and talk to rich people, they're not going to tell you, you know, I did it with Bitcoin. You know, I did. It, I got this big hit. I bought llamas. I bi- opened a llama farm. They were big one time. There was a big get-rich-quick thing on llama farms. Llama farms, wow. And I bought Beanie Babies. They don't tell you that. And they don't say, I did nothing down real estate. Because I got to tell you, man, I, I, I knew probably – 100 people doing nothing down real estate in the 80s. 100% of them are out of the business. Wow. Or they paid off everything and got out of the debt business. One of the two. I actually know one guy that he, he cashed out of about three quarters of his portfolio, ended up with 25% as many properties, and they were all debt free. That changes he got everything. T- he, got tired of li- he got tired of living on the edge. And Most started- people go, well, that's stupid, Dave. You're losing out on all the cash flow of the properties. Well, the thing is, in the. In, when they're leveraged, they don't cash flow that much. You know that four fifty over six fifty. He's not making much money. After Your margins you, on that after you profits. have after you have vacancy, uh, you have loss. You know credit loss, meaning they don't pay their bill. They go into bankruptcy. You have a heat and air unit go out. You have a roof leak. Um, you know you pay your taxes. You pay. You know, and by the time you finish all that, he's not making much cash flow on that. He, he's not getting rich off that house. Now the value may be shooting up. But the actual cash on cash, there's not much there. So this idea that somehow you're going to like, I'll just buy a house and the money just starts coming in. No, it really doesn't if you leverage it up to your eyeballs. So it's all about delayed gratification. Yeah. It's go a little slower or go a lot slower, which in the end of the story ends up being faster. He who hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. There it is again. Boom. George Camel, Ramsey personality. In the booth is Austin, Ben, Zach, Andrew, and, of course, James. I am Dave Ramsey, and we'll be back. here we just launched a brand new audience survey for the ramsey show and we'd love your feedback you could be entered to win a 500 dollars visa gift card no purchase necessary take the survey at ramseysolutions.com slash survey if you enjoy this podcast you should check out other great podcasts from the ramsey network like the dr john deloney show Mental health challenges and hurting relationships happen to everyone, but they don't have to define you. I'm Dr. John Deloney, and I help people navigate through the messy things in their lives on The Dr. John Deloney Show. I'll walk alongside you as you face parenting, marriage, and other relationship challenges, and I'll walk alongside you as you try to connect with people, as you face depression, overcome anxiety, and learn how to change your life. Listen, I want you to be well. Listen to The Dr. John Deloney Show wherever you listen to podcasts.
Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.